0: Welcome into Honorado and Bagnardi. It 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 does feel good to be home, Shawnee. And you are now back in the comforts of your normal location. You pinged around a little bit because let's face it, your girlfriend's job is more important than yours. Yeah, I've been booted out of the office
1: a few times. I think that the boring closet door, door out of the office, is a much better look than the um Microwave refrigerator look, I've been going with, hmm. but I've been saying for like two months I'm gonna get like a poster behind me that I'll change out every show and frame this shop better. Well, yeah. still, still haven't done it.
0: Hmm. Interesting, yeah, yeah, right. We've All talked right. about you getting a light ring light. I need a ring yeah. light,
1: although I'm better lit today than you are,
0: much, and I'm using a light, right. It's all
1: about the window for me. It's all about Natural what's going light. on outside.
0: Natural light yeah, is always key. better. Yeah. Yeah, always better. I look tired because I am tired. You should be right, here On Honorado and Bagnardi, we got a lot to get to. Our guest on this week's show is Andrew Brandt, NFL insider and former front office executive with the Green Bay Packers. Nobody knows the relationship between Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers better than Andrew Brandt. But of course... When we talked with him earlier in the week, Tom Brady's retirement is really what was on our minds first and foremost. So we'll get his opinions on what happened with Brady and the whole fiasco of him retiring, according to Adam Schefter, and then actually according to himself. So we'll get all into all of that. We will, of course, talk about the lawsuit that Brian Flores has against the NFL and three teams now. And it isn't the Rooney Rule stuff, Bags, that bowled me over. We'll talk about what is in that lawsuit that really jumped out uh, to me. And, of course, the Louisiana Fast Minute brought to you by Popeyes, coming up on Honorado and Bagnardi.
2: This is honorado and Bagnardi brought to you by alpenhouse
0: shout out to all of our sponsors on this show alpenhouse novice integrative sleep center popeyes of course the presenting sponsor of the louisiana fast minute pick six vodka and saratoga courage distillery and marcella's and speaking of marcella's early way in here from nick Yes, you are going to the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals. We will uh, give our thoughts on the conference championship games and, and briefly touch on the Super Bowl, but we'll do it for real next week with our picks, predictions, um, right. and may, and break down Super Bowl 56 a little bit more next week. Yep. What? Was there a question there? thought you might yeah. want to show Nick a little bit of love for his Bengals. You, <laughs> you, you love the who day. You, you do know who day today. Listen. I So I signed
1: up for DraftKings this weekend. And you'll recall that I did not have the Bengals covering. Right? When we made our predictions, I had them losing by eight. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know what? Something about this team at the last minute, I'm going to change my mind. I don't think they're going to win the game. I'll be honest. I didn't think that. But no. I said, I'm going to bet them to cover. And I'm going to parlay it with the Rams. And of course... Of course, half a three and a half point favorites. They win by three and it's an, an ultimate welcome to sports betting for me. Now, what I did do, because I was so mad, and this is what gambling addicts do, and these are the warning signs early. I said, I've got to try to get my money back tonight, sure. Chase so it. I bet the fourth quarter of the the Spurs-Suns game that was on that night parlayed with an over-under on some college basketball game I had no clue about. And I did at least get my money back because I did hit that. So I was happy I got the the 50 back that I had bet. But I would have had like, you know, 175, something like that on the on the football game. So, so after
0: waiting weeks, three weeks yeah, to get into the mobile sports betting game, mm-hmm. you don't just stick to football. No, you decide, you know what, let me get into some hoops tonight.
1: You're scrolling around. What is this? Oh, I bet soccer, I can bet tennis. If these people I've never heard of, this is great. Uh, but circling back to Nick, I I something struck me about this team that I said, boy, I better, I better take them to at least cover in this. And I was still surprised that they won. And I'm happy that they won. Um, you know, it's good for them. I think it would be a better Super Bowl if we had. Patrick Mahomes in it at least as far as more hype goes. Uh, but look, this is this is an exciting team. Joe Burrow's exciting to watch. Chase is exciting to watch. They deserve to be there. They've played very very well, in particular in this postseason. Um, I think people slept on them this year, as you as you would, and nobody's sleeping on them now.
0: Somehow, there's more swagger with this Bengals team. Than the Chiefs team. I am I'm, I'm glad it's Cincinnati. Joe Burrow brings all kinds of great fresh attitude to this matchup. Billy Blake says just bet player to score first T D. The pain of loss comes quicker than watching the entire game. So that is a feature. You can do the prop bet of oh, I this did that guy too. will score the first touchdown of the game. No, oh, I did bet only five bucks
1: I threw yeah. on o- Odell to score because it, it would have paid like fifty bucks and then it was cop to get yeah. who got the first touchdown that game. Yeah. So all right. But Billy knows all about the betting.
0: Billy knows. Yeah. Billy knows for sure. All right, this was the biggest news really of of the week post Tom Brady's retirement bags and Brian I mean there there are all kinds of like it's a firestorm of allegations here from Brian Flores not against just the NFL um but against three teams in the yep. league here as well. So he's attacking the league because of the the Rooney rule. He's attacking the Giants and Broncos because of the Rooney rule. Mm-hmm. But then he's going after his former employer, the Dolphins. And this is what jumped out to me the most. And then give me your thoughts here what what stood out to you in the lawsuit was claiming that Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, offered him a hundred thousand dollars per loss in twenty nineteen Tank the season. Yeah, We want a better draft pick. This is his first year as an NFL head coach. Mm -hmm. And he's saying the owner of the team that hired him is saying lose as many games as possible and we will handsomely reward you. It's the first that I've ever heard of this. The Rooney rule thing is what it is. People are going to be upset about it and claim racism in in the whole process. Fine. But it is what it is and it's been going on for a long time. The NFL hasn't done anything about it. The rule is well-intended. However, there are too many loopholes in it to say you have to interview a minority candidate. Then it becomes a little bit of a slap in the face to guys like Brian Flores because, yes, I'm going to use you to satisfy this rule. You may not like it, but the rule really becomes the problem here. Teams have found a way to just satisfy the rule and it isn't any more, Shawnee, about giving a minority candidate the interview experience, right? Like a guy who no. just is an offensive coordinator who would never otherwise get an interview because he's a minority. Let's bring him in. Now, this is Brian Flores, who is a very well-regarded and, and certainly accomplished enough head coach in this league. He should be getting more than just a courtesy interview because some rule says he has to.
1: I agree. Uh, okay, so... Yeah, a couple of points. The first thing is is the rule. I'm with you 100% on it. It's a bad rule. Uh, it's well-intentioned, as you say, but it's a bad rule because teams shouldn't – teams. if I'm if i if I'm an owner of a football team and I want to hire somebody as my head coach, that should be my right. I paid an awful lot of money to buy this team. I don't care if that person is black or white or I want to hire them just because they are white.
0: Yep. That should now be my right too
1: as the yep. owner of a team. I own this team. I'll do what I want. If I want to hire a black coach just because they're black, I will. There's no Rooney rule that says I have to interview several female candidates. Right. So, no, I, I don't like the rule at all. I think you own a team, you should be able to hire whoever you want. I think the league is right. You know, it's a it's a league-wide problem, at least it had been for a while, and maybe it still exists, that there isn't there wasn't just enough desire to hire coaches who are black who might be deserving. So I get it. You want to address it. I just don't think that rule is the right way to address it.
0: And look, I think the rule, I I think that issue still exists. You've got one, Mike Tomlin's the only guy. And then Robert Sala, your head coach is a minority as well. But, but there's one black head coach in this league. It, it It's crazy. Yeah. And then we talk about it every year and it just doesn't change enough. So the thing that stood out to me, of course, yeah, you're right. The the owner, I mean,
1: and I, first of all, I believe Flores, right? Uh, you watch him. I saw him on CNN interview. Yeah. He did. He seems like he's telling the truth to me. And and I do believe him. And that's a horrible thing if that's true, which I, again, believe it is, yeah. for, for the owner to, to even suggest such a thing. So that's a major problem. The other thing that really stood out to me about all this is the old white man, Belichick texting him and he's texting Dable I don't mean to
0: laugh but how do you not laugh no that was that was my first reaction to bags but here's what I think happened Belichick got a text saying that the Giants were going to hire Brian and maybe didn't specify Dable and he assumed they were talking about Flores and then he got now he starts texting Flores thinking that the job is Flores is. In fact, right. the Brian that was on the other text chain was Dable. So it was still the old, whole old man text routine. But it I but
1: I do think he I you, do think he, he was, was texting who he thought he
0: was. Yes, I think so. Yeah. I think he just misunderstood the Brian on the other end. That's that's what I think. But you but your version could certainly be correct as well, because it's all ugly. It is. And either way, I mean, I guess it's
1: an easy mistake to make if that's the case. But first of all, like, wasn't everybody really talking about Dable from the start anyway? (laughs) So like you hear that Delichek references
0: that that he's hearing from Buffalo. That exactly. Why would he then think it's so uh, maybe you're right. Maybe he thought he was texting Dable. I don't know.
1: Either way, that is a horrible look and reading those texts. It is beyond cringeworthy, man. I mean, that is next level. A part of me, a part of me, one part of me loves that this is Belichick just looking like a complete idiot here because yeah. he does, but you really feel for Flores because you know he used the word humiliating on CNN and it is humiliating. Yeah. I mean, that's terrible. You're in those texts and you're like, Holy cow, this guy who is super connected, who knows everything uh, says I'm getting the giants job. Oh no, no, I'm not. It's not me. Um, mm. But and then and you have, have to, to go in. tell the guy, "Hey, coach, I don't think you're right. I think it. Right? Are you sure you're texting the right person?" But then to be like, "Wait a minute, I'm. I haven't even interviewed for this job yet, and now they already know who they're going with. That, that again, it comes into play of where this is a bad rule because the Giants shouldn't have to do that. Or I'm sorry, the yeah, the Giants shouldn't yeah. have to decide. Okay, we're, we have to interview." a couple of black coaches just to fill this role, even though we know who we're going with. But this is a, a horrible waste of time and everything for Flores, who is thinking he's got a chance, he's he's being interviewed. It, it has a reverse effect yep. it, when this guy ends up being humiliated like this and, and sitting through an interview for a job that he has no chance of getting.
0: That's not and, right. And I know a lot of the blowback has been on the Giants because of the order of events here. But let me just throw this up here again. To me, the more egregious – and kind of inexplicable hire is what Denver did with Nathaniel Hackett. Now you got Brian Dable, who was a head coaching candidate for some teams last year, but he also obviously has the ties to the GM now in New York, who was the assistant GM in Buffalo. There's a relationship there already. Denver's move is, Hey, let's hire this guy. Cause it might get us Aaron Rodgers. That <laughs> is it. And look, I like Nathaniel Hackett, but he's, I, He, in my opinion, has not done enough to become an NFL head coach. Denver said we were close last offseason to get Rodgers. We've got a better shot this year because now Green Bay probably feels a little more urgency to move him. Let's hire his offensive coordinator from Green Bay. That's sure to get us number 12. And now we've got our quarterback. But here's what people fail to understand. Matt LaFleur calls the plays. Matt LaFleur designs and runs that offense so while nathaniel hackett i'm sure is a good offensive mind denver only hired the guy because they think this will get us rogers
1: period do you, do you think they do that unless they know for sure do you think do you think they have it from Rodgers or somebody close
0: to Rodgers? you do this i'm coming boy wouldn't that be something if like his agent is back channeling and saying it would really be something if Hackett and Rogers had the same agent. They don't, but if if Rogers' agent is is saying, if you want to get my guy, yeah, this is what you have to do, and then they go do it because otherwise you're right in oh, that hampering.
1: Well, I know, but maybe Belichick texted them, "Hey, <laughs> Roger, I just talked to Rogers. You go get Hackett. You got me."
0: I'm sorry, oh, wait. this is Denver, oh, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm talking about well, oh, oh, Will Rogers, not <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Sorry, confusion mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um. All right, let's do a quick roll call here. Sam, our guy Sam is watching. What's up, Sam? Good to see you, man. Uh, Jay Polatsky is in the house this morning with us here uh, as well. All right, you talked about Belichick plenty, as we did. His former quarterback. And Belichick on Thursday morning came out and said, you know, Tom Brady's the greatest football player or quarterback of all time. He, he heaped some praise on Brady, despite Tom not mentioning Belichick or any Patriots reference at all in his nine series of mm-hmm. tweets. Some people clapped back on Twitter and said, like, well, he already thanked them when he left for Tampa. I don't care. This is the official retirement where you won six titles and you played 20 seasons. You you do something you you mention them in some way maybe even just the fans my goodness the owner Robert Kraft who you were buddies with right. you say something about this organization don't you bags
1: you do but I mean if you're gonna say something about Kraft and then not Belichick then it's even more of a you're not saying something about Belichick whereas if you just don't say about okay. the Pats then you can be like well no of course not did you think I would have said something about Kraft so but yeah I thought it was I thought it was odd and I thought he should have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, it's official now. Okay. It's official. Now we're going to talk to Andrew Brandt about Tom Brady's retirement and the process behind it between Mm -hmm. Schefter breaking the news and then Brady officially retiring as a Jets fan. You haven't seen him in a couple of years because you haven't had to deal with him. Can you appreciate his career or is this somebody you still look at with disdain? Well, of course, you have to appreciate his career.
1: There's always going to be a little bit of disdain for DeflateGate and SpyGate, and you know the Patriots were a team that sometimes you felt like weren't doing it the right way. But of course, he'll be remembered as as the golden boy. And I just don't think he he really was the golden boy. But all that aside, the the eye test says it all. He is the best quarterback. Who's ever played as the fault. He's probably the best football player then who's ever played the rings. The rings talk, man. Um, Seven Super Bowl rings. That's that's all you need to know. But he was the guy for the longest time who you felt like. I mean, we saw what Patrick Mahomes did with 13 seconds left. Right. Brady was that guy forever where it's like if you leave him anytime at the end of a game, if you score late and you think you've won a game, but there's some time on the clock, you haven't won the game. Because if it's got to go back to Brady, he's going to march them down and win. Um, and look, I was, I was rooting for the Patriots early in their run at times because, you know, they were they were the underdogs early on, right? When Brady first took over oh, the yeah. team, sure. um, you know, the Tuck rule is something that will, of course, always be remembered. It was an obvious fumble, but that's sort of what sparked everything. You remember doing Snow Angels. Uh, in the snow of all yeah. the kicks but it all circles back to Brady with that team all those memories all the Super Bowl titles it really all circles back to him and Belichick um but we're talking about Brady obviously and when Belichick retires he'll get a lot of that praise too it's interesting to see that Brady got one after moving on from New England because there's always that question of how much of it was Brady how much of it was Belichick I mean the reality is it was just a perfect match.
0: Yeah, it, But if, but if it, you, if you had to go 51% to one party, who would it be? Brady. Me too. Always the player. Yeah. Always the player. Yep. Um, well, coaches can put guys in the right situation, but the players have to perform. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, Phil
1: Jackson, a huge role, right? In, in Michael Jordan's success, but it's Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know, and th- this is probably, you know, less than that. This is closer to 50%. Mm-hmm. I think than that relationship because of how great Jordan was, but they needed each other for it to really be the perfect match the way it was. And they may not love each other, but without each other, that success isn't what it is. Brady doesn't have seven Super Bowl runs. Without Bill Belichick, Tom Brady may not be regarded as the greatest of all time.
0: Yeah. So that's oh, yeah. an important thing to point out. Um, all right. This is funny from Nick. You know, if <clears throat> obviously the football players they get the bust, there is no team logo affiliation, but no. that would be funny if he had kind of the, the Bucks thing going. Sam's point here, and this is a rumor that's out there. It's just not true. Reportedly going to sign a one-day contract and retire as a Patriot. I saw that on social media. I've looked for it a bunch of different places. Th- that rumor has been dispelled by a number of publications, including Sports Illustrated. Uh, Adam wants to know who's starting quarterback going into week one for the Bucks. Is it Kyle Trask? I really liked the draft pick of Trask. Did he go second or third round from Florida? Had a really good senior year at University of Florida. He's got a great backstory about, you know, having to overcome other guys taking jobs from him in college football. Um, I don't think it's Trask Week One. I think they will go out and get somebody. Mm. Um, Not Aaron Rodgers. I don't.
1: Th- I don't think so. If the team was good enough to win next year, Brady would have stayed. Correct. I think he would have wanted to go out on top. He was still playing at an extremely high level. I think he saw the writing on the wall that was like, this was kind of our last chance, and what am I going to do? Unless I go somewhere else.
0: The only thing I buy is like maybe he and Giselle had a a deal at the beginning of it all. You're going to leave New England, we'll do two in Tampa, and that's it. Then you're done. Okay, you you basically be 45, which is where you wanted to be. But I'm with you. I think if this team was still really competitive – Unless he won the Super Bowl this year, you could see him leaving. But yeah. if he got to the NFC Championship game and was really close, and everybody was coming back, I could see him saying, "You know what? Look, I, I, I'll I'll come back and play. I'll come back and play one more." Here are my other thoughts on the quarterback for for Week One next year. Not Aaron Rodgers because yeah. I don't think the Packers would trade him within the conference, let alone forget the division. Um, I don't even think they'll trade him within the NFC. So Denver is the most likely scenario for him. Uh, Brid- Teddy Bridgewater is a free agent he will leave Denver obviously um a trade maybe for Carson Wentz, who Bruce Arians really likes Colts might be willing to do something like that um i don't think it'll be Trask i think i think the bucks will try to reload this thing in a little bit but like, Andrew Luck is he coming back no Andrew Luck and i know Nick and Adam are saying how about Kirk Cousins uh, yeah I, I by the way i, I would
1: i think we we would all understand a deal with Giselle forget a deal she tells you to do something you do it but at <laughs> the same time how how long ago was it where this guy was talking about playing till he was 50. so and that could have been just some, yeah. some degree but i think a part of him thought he could really do that and and if the situation was right and could be interested in doing that
0: i think so. he could have played to 52. he led the league in passing yards passing touchdowns and completions at the age of 44. He'll be second in MVP voting behind Aaron Rodgers when all said and done. Yeah. The the guy easily could have played at least another three, and now I'm at 48. I mean, who's to say who's to say he couldn't have?
1: Yeah, I mean, he never got hurt. He never gets hurt. He got hurt one time, right? One.
0: Yep. But and then they created a rule: you can't hit a guy low. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I mean, that, and that when that that was key. Another part, we're talking about Belichick. This guy. Like we think about with Peyton Manning, this guy got protected during his career,
0: and that's a big part of the success that he had. I mean, had. You, you graze his head; he was looking for a flag, and and oftentimes, well, got and it. I don't just
1: mean by the officials of the league. I mean the the incredible lineman who he played with throughout his career. Okay, you yeah. know, he 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 always had a good team around him, as all great players have to have in order to win. But he got protected enough
0: to not get killed back there, like we've seen with other quarterbacks. But name me, and this will be my last thought on on Brady here, and I want to turn it over to Andrew Brent. But name me one Hall of Fame offensive player Brady played with. There are a couple, but but give me one. Give me one that isn't Gronk. Yeah, I mean, I like Randy Moss, right? And he got two years and a couple months out of that guy. Yeah, uh, you know. In in New England, man, he, he was throwing touchdowns. I know Welker was there, but he was and Moss for a little bit. But he was throwing touchdowns to guys like Deion Branch and David yeah. Patton. Um, he didn't have first round receivers. There was that stat that only Aaron Rodgers has thrown fewer touchdowns to a first-round pick than Tom Brady for a guy with a certain number of TD passes. So he 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 was protected well, yes. Scheme was brilliant because he got the ball out of his hands very quickly. Um, but he made average receivers he pretty did. darn good. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh yeah, Corey Dillon, Randy Moss. Yep. I mean, Moss, the best receiver he ever had and didn't win with him. Crazy. All right, let's take a quick break here. We're back in less than a minute with Andrew Brant, uh, NFL insider, sports illustrated columnist, and uh, and now doing his own thing with the sports business league. We'll get into all of that with Andrew Brandt. Hang on
3: overweight if you snore don't wait for your next physical to find out you have sleep apnea it could cost you your job call dr. Frederick Dreyer at the
2: integrative sleep center for a game-changing alternative in sleep apnea treatment and get a good night's rest happiness is found in simple things the sun on your face sharing laughs at the campground getting wet relaxing together The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV, bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now, back to Honorato and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Welcome
0: back to Honorato and Bagnardi, course biggest news of the week is Tom Brady deciding to make it official that he would retire. I think the people out there who thought, boy, could Adam Schefter be wrong? No. Uh, And our guest this week will enlighten us and kind of how some of this came together. Yeah, I told you we'd be talking about Tom Brady leading up to the Super Bowl. I've been saying it all year. I know, I know. All right, let's bring our guest into the conversation here. He is a a man who is constantly busy and lending his opinions and expertise to multiple shows across the country, and that is Andrew Brandt, former uh, front office executive with Green Bay Packers, agent. Uh, He does it all, and you find his work in Sports Illustrated with Monday Morning Quarterback Column as well. Andrew, thank you for taking the time, man. We so appreciate it.
3: Yeah, happy to do it. And like you said, it's a big day where Tom Brady has officially retired. And I think there are a lot of, you know, hosannas and hallelujahs going on around the country about him and that's all deserved. You know, this is a guy, what strikes me most right away is that forget about all the Super Bowls and individual accomplishments and team accomplishments. What strikes me is this guy in a sport that I know so well chews up and spits out people right and left, average lifespan of three years or less, he played 22 years. He played 22 years when teams are just dying to get rid of older players and it's just amazing to me the longevity at an elite level. You know, some guys hang on later in career not what they were, but he had one of his best years if not his best year as he ends it. So I am I'm like everyone giving a lot of praise to Tom Brady today. So
1: what do you think really was behind the decision then to hang it up? I mean, you mentioned he's still playing very, very well. Um, I mean, yeah, you can always say, I want to spend time with the family and that stuff, but was it about more than that? Was it about him kind of assessing where Tampa Bay is moving forward or options for him?
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to take him at face value. And I know a lot of the times, as you mentioned, you don't really take that at face value, but you know, I left the Green Bay Packers at an age a little bit of the same as Tom Brady, because I saw my kids growing up without me. And working for a team is quite a life uh, where you don't see in your way on weekends. So I understand it. You know, he's got kids that um, and a wife that would like a little more time with him. And I think it's almost that simple. Yeah, I mean, maybe the team breaks up a little bit. He saw some of that you know, late in the season with no Godwin and no Fournette and these players are getting older and Gronkowski is at the end. Maybe there was some of that, but I take him at face value. Family time is important before your kids get too old. Let me hit just
0: on one thing here. This is the end for Gronk now, right? There's no way he plays without Tom Brady, correct?
3: I mean, I think his decision's independent, but if Tom Brady continued, I don't think he, I just think he's done. You know, the last game, it looked like he couldn't run. So I know he's been patched together with duct tape for these past two years, but I think that's it for him.
1: I saw you tweeted today. uh, Interesting. In all of Brady's announcements, not really any mention of Belichick. I I mean, I guess it's not surprising given everything we know and I guess everything we suspect with the things that we don't know maybe about the relationship. But did that surprise you at all?
3: Yeah, dude. did. I mean, I said in my tweet, I'm, I'm a little bit unsurprised, but of course it surprises you 20 of his 22 years. But, uh, you know, the one thing is if you've noticed Tom Brady socially, the past two years, it's been so different. It's almost like he was under a mushroom cloud for 20 years. We never saw social media like social media has been around like 12 yeah. years. We never saw, you know, commercials. We never saw him have fun with things like he has the past two years. So I guess I'm not surprised because the I called it Belichickia <laughs> is a is a tough regime where yeah. players go in and you don't hear from them. So it's interesting, yeah.
0: Andrew-Brant.com is the is the place to start for this guy, certainly. And it all branches from there. The Sunday 7, which I subscribe to. You wake up Sunday mornings bags to get ready for the NFL games. And you've got content in your inbox from Andrew. And then that led me to the Sports Business League, which we'll talk about here, Andrew, too. But one more thing here on, on Brady, at least for me. Take us inside how this summer worked. Because you were in front offices. I, I don't know if you ever gave reporters things, but I'm sure you knew people who did how did this happen with Adam Schefter earlier than it was probably supposed to it seems
3: this continues to surprise me because Saturday as everyone knows it looked like Tom Brady was retiring from ESPN uh the announcement from me came from ESPN and then there was blowback and pushback and involved, and the strangest one was Tom Brady's father saying he's not retiring uh Brady of course had no word my my sense is Adam Schefter of ESPN and Don Yee, Brady's agent, I know for a fact they're pretty close. And they were, <laughs> I guess Adam felt like he was comfortable enough with the news that he could put it out there, but Brady's camp clapped back yeah. and said, no. Listen, I don't, I don't think anyone thought that Adam Schefter and ESPN were wrong you know, with the news. It was simply jumping the gun and it take it took a couple days later I, I mean my guess and brady of course as you know had a podcast last night right <laughs> and didn't talk about it so i think it was february one all along and he stuck to his date but other people didn't this one which you would think would come from the new york
0: post but it's actually nbc Four, the uh, new york nbc affiliate that showed this which i think is just hilarious tom brady who lost two super bowls to the giants retires <laughs> yeah. everybody gets their shot don't they andrew
3: yeah i mean this is a, a the digital media director's day and age right now where you know i'm watching i'm following the games on sunday and i'm seeing tweeting from the Bengals account from the chief's account from the Rams account. I'm like, wow, what a world we live in right now. So yeah, they got in their shot. I saw the Jets tweet something like, is this for real? Finally, like, please don't change your mind. Or, you know, this is this is affecting so many other tentacles that are going to be around after this announcement. But, you know, obviously, we're focused on Brady right now.
1: I know Chris is dying to ask you about Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to put that on hold for one second uh, and ask you about the Super Bowl and what you've thought about the playoffs up to this point. I mean, I don't know how it could get much better than what we've seen in the last two weeks. We're all now, of course, hoping and praying that the Super Bowl isn't a letdown, but it doesn't seem like it would be with this matchup. What do you think? What kind of game are we going to get in the Super Bowl?
3: Well, I'll save my disappointment what happened in the playoffs when we talk about Aaron, but... um... I'm surprised as anyone. I mean, there's been a running joke on Twitter the past three weeks. I've picked every game wrong. So (laughs) never come to me. I'm the business guy. I don't know. Um, Two things about these teams. First on the Bengals, the insight I have on the Bengals is interesting because there's no team I dealt with as an agent or being a colleague in the teams that had more of a miserly frugal stance than the Bengals. They didn't sp- they didn't even hire full-time scouts, I assume they have now, cuz they wanted their coaches who have nothing to do in the spring to do the scouting. Um they didn't spend on facilities, My- Mike Browns this kind of miserly old guy, and here they are on the Super Bowl. And I think they're like a basketball team. Usually when you get top picks in basketball, they can make a real difference. In football, you know, it's going to take a while. It's going to take years of putting that together, but they've had two drafts now with burrow and chase and it's transformed the team from an also ran to a super bowl team. That's rare in sports in football. Uh, the thing about the Rams on the other hand is they're the great experiment in the NFL this year. They don't care about number one picks. You know, they don't care about dead money, which I talk about a lot, which is money on your cap for players. No longer there they're charged for Jared Goff's like $25 million. Last year, they carried Brandon Cooks for $20 million. Um, and it's working. You know, they, they pay a two and a three for Von Miller, who's a free agent now. I mean, but you can't argue with the results. Now, if they lose, we'll have a debate about it. But they're not the way I manage a team. <laughs> but a lot of people are watching and saying, hmm, that's interesting um, what they're doing.
0: Your description of Cincinnati. I find so interesting because could the, the players be any more opposite of that? Look at the attitudes and moxie of burrow and you hear the stories about Evan McPherson walking out there and saying, let's become legends. Or it looks like we're going to the AFC championship game. I mean, it, it, they don't at any way reflect the way we think about this franchise, do they?
3: Well, in one sense they don't, but let's look at it from my expertise. I mean, the Rams have a quarterback making 30 million. They have Aaron Donald making 25 million. They have all the, they spend. And the, the Bengals are led by those two players I mentioned, Burrow and Chase in their rookie deals, making peanuts compared to what players like them make. Um, they picked up some, some free agents that really were undervalued, like Hendrickson and Awuzie, and they're smart signings, but their payroll is still pretty low. Now, one day they're gonna have to pay Burrow and it's going to change but their miserly ways continue that's
1: interesting what is the biggest difference in the nfl business versus i guess your average american business in terms of how much you spend compared to how much success you wind up having on the other side what are the biggest differences that you notice between aside from obviously the the big numbers that are involved uh, the biggest differences in the nfl business versus
3: maybe business as we're more familiar with it yeah i mean i left the packers in 2009 i mean we tried to we were early trying to match up cat my area with personnel kind of the bang for your buck um and basic concepts of you have to go light at certain positions obviously guard linebacker even running back tend to be light spending positions and you you hold your horse you hold your powder for quarterback left tackle and pass rushers and maybe a shutdown corner you know that tends to be how you sort of start and then you build out and you see where you are and you stagger your spending but you know it's a it's a cap system so everyone's on a level playing field uh, you can spend over the cap for a while but it's going to come back and haunt you and um you know, it's haunting the Rams with that Jared Goff number, but they seem okay. All right.
0: I know we we said we'll, we'll bug you for 15 minutes. I can't believe we've gone this deep in and I haven't asked you a single question about my Packers, your Packers. Um, <laughs> let, let me just say this, Bags, Andrew, I appreciate because he's the voice of reason in, mm-hmm. in so much of this hysteria that is surrounding Green Bay, but... Andrew you are also the cause of a lot of consternation for me because you've continued to say that Aaron is done in Green Bay after this year. Having seen this play this season play out the way it has, likely to be another MVP, another disappointment as you mentioned to the playoffs. Do you still feel the same way that that the two sides will part ways?
3: Yeah, I mean my Sports Illustrated column was supposed to go up today all about this, but Brady usurped that, so it'll go up tomorrow on the 2nd. Um, I've maintained two things in the past year that Aaron Rodgers would be a Packer in 2021, despite everyone saying he wouldn't because he was so upset and all that drama last year. And that he would not be a Packer in 2022. A couple of reasons. I just remember the faces in that COVID draft, April 2020, the faces of Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst smiling year to year. Mm. They, They got Jordan Love. And in the 20 something pick or whatever, you know, when we got Aaron 15, 17 years ago, it was more like, Oh my God, this guy kind of fell in our lap. Okay. I hope he's good with <laughs> Jordan. They went up and got him and I'm like, they're not holding them three years. They're not holding him three years. Like they held Aaron three years. We held Aaron three years. I just always thought it's not gonna be one year. Mm. I just always thought two years transition. Now I know, you know, he's the MVP. How could you get rid of him? All that stuff. And they say they want him. But I wonder if you ask the Packers, okay, you say you want Aaron back. Do you want to hold off on Jordan Love another year? Do you want to hold off on Jordan Love for fourth year? Because if I'm Aaron, I want a commitment more than one year. I don't want to go through this lame duck again. So I don't know how the Packers do this, but I know the Packers philosophy, which is we don't waste a first round pick. So Jordan Love is going to play. He's not going to be traded. He's not going to be flipped or whatever. He's going to play. And the question from day one has been when I just think it's going to be this year. And you combine that with Aaron's kind of wishy-washiness about the team. I know he's gotten along better, but who knows? And a team like Denver that hired his best friend to coach and, you know, the dots are connecting there and the bounty of assets that the packers can get for him mm. now maybe tampa jumps in i mean you you have you're going to have a lot of teams so in some ways even if we lose aaron and i say we because I, I would be sad it's the packers have played this perfectly mm. they have they got their mvp and now they're going to get a bounty of compensation yeah, you mentioned some of the teams involved. If you were in this position
1: and it was like, yeah, okay, we're we're probably going to move him here. What would you make sure you absolutely get? I mean, you say a bounty, but what what does that look like? Is, are there one or two things you would say he's
3: not moving unless we get this back? More than picks, more than picks. You want young, ascending, cheap players. Uh, Denver's got that. You know, they got receivers. They got line, uh, defensive players. You want more than picks. You're going to get a couple picks. Maybe they're first round, maybe it's second and third, whatever. But you want ascending, young, productive players, which no one wants to give away because they're cheap, because they're good, because they're the future of these teams. That's what you want. One of the things you always
0: say, Andrew, is that uh, deadlines spur action. We are hoping that happens with Major League Baseball, and I want to ask you to give your your take on that. I'm I'm looking forward to the the Sports Illustrated article. Can't wait to read that now uh, with your insights on on Aaron Rodgers. But Bags and I are both big baseball fans as well. We're hoping that the deadlines actually yeah. do spur a little action with baseball, which is is oftentimes an immovable force. This sport doesn't ever nope. really want to bend.
3: I believe that's going to happen here. I don't, but I just don't know if the deadline is the pitchers and catchers or it's real when the games start or even when the season starts. But yeah, what I read about baseball, it's not my expertise is that these issues to me don't sound major, you know, if, 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 if the owners were insistent on a salary cap, which is the only major sport with that one. Wow. That would be a long, long one, but. It really seems to be about these two-year players getting more arbitration rights. Uh, there was a proposal that players wanted five years to free agency instead of six. They gave that up, it seems like. Uh, we're going to argue about the luxury tax. Players want it higher. Owners want it smaller. We're going to argue about minimum salary, but they're about like 100000 apart for minimum salary. Yeah, I think it gets done. You must just spend your
0: time writing and reading and tweeting Sports Business League. It's still new. So people go check it out. Andrew-Brant.com. Sign up for the Sunday 7. It's free. Get it in your inbox. It's worth it. And then sign up for Sports Business League. How's that going, Andrew? Is it the workload you expected? Are you enjoying it as much as you hope you would?
3: I appreciate it, Chris, and I appreciate you being a charter member. Um, I just decided that Everyone's asking me, you know, to do radio, TV, things like this all Stuff the time. Like this. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I want to, and, and let's be honest, I wanted to monetize a little bit. I'm not asking for a lot of money, but I want to give my time and I'm giving daily content. It's called the Daily Dose. And we're going to start this weekly roundtable where you can sort of pick my brain for an hour. I mean, I just thought everyone's doing these different kinds of things. I know I have a lot going on. I have a full-time job at <laughs> Villanova where I teach and run a program, but I can do a daily dose about the world, inner workings of sports going on every day. Uh, and I've got a nice membership, but I hope more people sign up uh, at the daily at the Sports Business League. So you go to andrew-brandt.com slash SBL, and that's where you sign up for the daily uh, Sports Business League. And oh, by the way, you're an Iron
0: Man and you're on marathons and, and you find a way to manage to do it I all. Try. Andrew, we've gone over time with you, man. We so appreciate the time and your insights on our show. Thank you guys. Be well.
3: Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose.
1: Claim your crown.
2: Wondering what to do now that your Philips CPAP was recalled? Dr. Frederick Dreyer has a safe and effective alternative treatment for sleep apnea. Just pop it in and get a good night's rest. Keep
3: your quality of life. Call the Integrative Sleep Center today. We work with all insurances. And now back to
2: Honorado and Bagnardi, brought to you by Alpen House.
0: All right, bags, uh, man. I'm I'm a big fan of Andrew Brandt, as I'm sure you could tell. Smart, smart guy. Um, when you want insights to, and honestly, any professional league, because they really do, from a business perspective, operate similarly enough. Um, he is the go-to guy, and you want an, an opinion on Aaron Rodgers. He's the go-to guy, and he says Rodgers somewhere other than Green Bay.
3: Yeah,
1: Denver, right? Is that the leading choice? I guess. Um, No, I'm I'm always fascinated by the business aspect of sports because it's the one thing we pay the most attention to, but it's, it's so different, and it depends on the sport too, but the numbers and the money involved. It's just so different than what we're used to seeing in in most businesses. And it's fun to try to follow it and see how it works behind the scenes. You know?
0: Yeah. Um, I still am feeling like Roger stays. I still am feeling like, I still feel like that franchise thinks he's our best opportunity to win and we can win, but the risk here's, here's the risk and reward. The risk is you take another swing with this guy, you don't win at all, and you get nothing for him because after 2022 he can walk out without you having to trade him. Or do you say we've taken a bunch of swings at this thing, yeah. and it hasn't happened? Who Why is best
3: next to
1: win
0: a Super Bowl next year? Aaron Rodgers. Okay,
1: so isn't that what you're supposed to do? Isn't
0: that the goal? No. Yes, but but I think you have to look at it also, Shawnee, from this angle that. We've gotten close a bunch of times with this guy. With this guy, it hasn't happened. Why do we think next year's going to be different? It, it, how often do we say what's the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over again expecting different yes. results. Why do you think next year with him okay, will but be different? You're overthinking it. You're
1: looking at it as doing the same thing over and over. And he's a part of that same thing. He's the one thing that you wouldn't change. There's nothing wrong with Aaron Rodgers. He's the MVP of the league. You might have to change other things to get there. He's the one thing you leave in place. So I'll ask you this though. What would you do with Jordan Love if you were going to keep Rodgers next year?
0: Begs, they scored 10 points. Rodgers has to be part of the problem on some level. Um, I, look I told you I wouldn't it's trade MVP him. I know I, two times repeating MVP now it'll yeah. be four total for him I'm telling you I I've, I've said it before I wouldn't trade him um and I would I would have love sit one more year and then if Rodgers decides you know what I'm done here I want to go then he goes in free agency and you play Jordan Love that that that's my only and I know it is not a great solution I think the, the football-minded people would say you trade him because, you, like Andrew Brandt said, you can get multiple assets. A bounty. Him. A bounty, he said, yeah. yes. Um, all right, here's what's on my mind today, and the news and my Popeyes Louisiana fast minute takes us to college football. Jim Harbaugh has told the University of Michigan back that he is returning. He interviewed on Wednesday with the Minnesota Vikings. Sounds like he wanted the job. And early on, it sounds like Minnesota wanted him. He left the building, did not get an offer, and must have known I'm not going to get an offer. Let me call my athletic director at Michigan, let him know I will be back. And Harbaugh even went one step further and said, this will not become a recurring problem. I'm not going to dip my toes into the head coaching pool every offseason in the NFL. This is good for college football. Better for college football that Harbaugh is there than for the NFL, if he were to be there. NFL, if he has four losing seasons in Minnesota, he's gone. He is now part of what is obviously a great rivalry with Michigan and Ohio State. Played at Michigan. If he can deliver a championship to Michigan, bigger, bigger deal certainly than if he did it in the NFL, in my opinion. And, oh, by the way, quick overtime here. He has a chance to make more money in college football. So stay. With Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, the right move, I think. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I always would say, go big. Go for the go for the top level. It, it would be, okay, I'll ask it this way then for you. Do you think it would be more significant for him to win a national championship at Michigan or to win a Super Bowl? I mean, I know you said he's got the Michigan tie, yeah. but to
0: win a Super Bowl? I know, I, and I get it. I think every college coach... Somewhere deep down, aspires to have great NFL success, um, but he did, he was forty four and nineteen in San Francisco. He took the Niners to three NFC Championship games and one Super Bowl in four years. He's had that success. He got Michigan close. Now, I don't know that he'll ever do any better than he did this past year. Twelve and one, a trip to the College Football Playoff. And then got beat up pretty good by Georgia. In the Big Ten, with what the SEC is able to do, I don't know that Harbaugh can do better than what he did. So that, that plays into my would play into my decision as well. Like maybe this is the top of the mountain for Michigan football in the Big Ten, what I just did. But again, he's 58 years old, has the potential to make eight million dollars next year and even more if he just continues to win. I think he will be remembered and regarded at a greater level if he continues to keep Michigan at this top spot, beating Ohio State, getting to the college football playoff, than opposed to a Vikings franchise that he doesn't have ties to. Sure, they would love him if he won a Super Bowl there. There's no question. They don't have one yet as a franchise. But being a Michigan guy... If he can keep them at a great level of success, I, I just think that might mean a little bit more in the long term. He's not gonna, it's not like he's giving up money by any means. So it's just the the trade off of a Super Bowl or NFL success, a national championship or division one
1: FBS success. the if he asked Pete Carroll, what do you think he'd say? Super Bowl. Okay.
0: All right. Super Bowl.
1: All right. So I didn't send you a video for my minute. So you're All just right. gonna what do you hold got?
0: your thought. I gotta hit a break. All right. Hold your thought. When we come back, Bags will give us his. Uh, you get 20 seconds when you don't have. I'm not giving you a full minute. You don't get a full minute.
2: Louisiana, 20 seconds. Which all right, fun fine. Day. I can do it.
0: I can do it in 20 seconds. All right, hang on. We're back right after this on Honorado and Bagnardi.
2: Happiness is found in simple things the sun on your face, sharing laughs, at the campground, getting wet relaxing together the love of family there's never been a better time to go outside and play Alpenhouse pool spa boat and RV bringing families together and creating memories since 1964
3: at Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Gen Air, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi.
2: Brought to you by Alpenhouse. All
0: right, a couple of funny comments here, Bags. Well, one one funny before you get to your Louisiana fast 20 seconds. Uh, Adam is a Cowboys fan. He's hoping that maybe this opens the door for Kellen Moore to be pried away from Dallas mm. in Minnesota. No, it looks like it's going to be the Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, who now has the inside track for the Minnesota job. Giants defensive coordinator Patrick Graham still in the running there, but all reports on Thursday are that O'Connell is the guy to take the Vikings job. All right. Am I ready for my fast some period of time? Yeah, go okay. ahead. Let me, let me, hang on. Okay. Hang on. I stop okay. watching.
1: Oh, this is good. good television. People like watching people get pull something up on their phone. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, go. All right. Today, Chris – I'm talking about the Washington Commanders. First of all, yes, it's about time. That's the biggest thing for me. What took so long? Why did it take so long to get to this point? You shouldn't have been the football team for any period of time that's stupid. The name itself. Can we talk about the name? It's fine. The name is fine. All sports names are dumb, right? It, It all becomes about, some are better than others, but it all becomes about the legacy that is associated with them. And it all ultimately comes down to just getting used to it. How stupid is the Pelicans name? Now it's just like, oh, the Nets are playing the Pelicans tonight. You don't think anything of it. How stupid is the New York Knickerbockers? But now they're the Knicks, and that's just what it is, and we get used to it, and it's fine. I thought the Titans was a weird name when they became the Tennessee Titans. I thought the Tampa Bay Devil Rays when that franchise started stupid now it's hey the yanks are playing the Rays tonight great it's all about just getting used to it and ultimately if they have success it'll be it'll be something that who cares who cares what the name is washington
0: commanders is a fine name it just took way too long to get here minute 14 you gave yeah, us a little you, long you gave us no graphics no. pop didn't get any of their money's worth and you gave us a minute 14 on the commanders yeah okay what do you think
1: you like the name who cares if you like it? There's no point.
0: Uh, yeah, I it doesn't I, matter. I heard, it is an innocuous nickname. I have no thoughts or feelings towards it whatsoever. They we could have left get, it to the Washington football team for all I cared at this point. Yeah, we will get
1: so used to it that it doesn't matter. Again, some are better than others. Some are stupid. Some are really, really stupid names. But it just becomes a part of the culture. They just become that team that it's like I said, like the Pelicans, whatever. Yeah, the Pelicans. We think of Pelicans. You think Anthony Davis. You don't think, or Anthony Davis. You think of Zion Williamson. You don't think, oh We're my dead. God, how stupid is this? Uh, how stupid is
0: this team name? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Jason agrees. Nick says Cleveland guardians. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's, and, and I don't know, is this, is this commander in chief? Is, is this what we're going for with Washington? Because I, guardians has a historical tie into the city of Cleveland. Is that what DC is going for here with the commanders? Here's one lo- just locally, right? The firewolves
1: recently. Yeah. We were like, when I first heard that, I was like, hmm. okay. But now it's like, yeah, the Firewolves are home this weekend, and it's already a part of what you just say and what rolls off the tongue, and now it just feels normal. That's normal now, and it hasn't even been that long. The Commanders will be normal very soon. And it's a little different here because you're getting used to them being something different, but different than the football team doesn't matter. We're already used to them not being the Redskins. So for me, it's like, yeah, the Commanders, great. Giants at the Commanders this week. Who you who
0: you like? You know what I mean. We'll get. It'll just be. It'll just be so normal. I dropped an Oakland in the newsroom earlier this morning. Oakland. Oh, the Raiders. And, I mean, and I'm like, oh wait, no, Vegas and our EP Josh Coombs, was like, I do, I I still do that stuff all the time. I hear people still do San Diego with the Chargers. I mean, yeah. it takes a little bit of time to get used to it. I I hope Commanders will come to the front of my brain every time i need to talk about washington they'd even change the logo by the way it's still that same w that they had with the football team so not a lot was put into this okay they came up with a name and then they thought "Eh, these uniforms are good enough just put them back out there
1: right reveal the uniforms everybody's like oh that's the same yeah right right why why did it take so long to do this
0: that's my point don't know god don't know and and Classic Washington football team style. They do it on a week or in a week where Brady retires and, yeah. and there are lawsuits up the yazoo yeah. for the NFL. Like nobody's paying attention to your nickname. Okay. Right. Nobody cares.
1: All Nobody right.
0: cares. Uh, What's the bad names? I mean, they're
1: named like the Lakers, right? Then you move and you keep the name, the Jazz. The you jazz. move, you keep it. The they're stupid, but it doesn't matter. It's just the Utah Jazz. And like that's what it's supposed to be because it's the J. You could just get
0: used to it. Our uh, Super Bowl predictions, because everybody really wants those. <laughs> yeah, but Bags is now in the mobile sports betting game, so he he'll have a little skin in the action for sure. That's next week on Honorado and Bagnardi.